everybody and welcome to today's daily devotional where we concentrate on prayer. I don't know about you, but there's many times when I don't know what to pray. Um, you know, like I can read books and it can tell me a way to pray um, and that works sometimes. But there's times when I'm quite dry, I, I guess don't even have an inclination to want to sit still for 15 minutes, at least 15 minutes. Um, there's other times when I thrive praying and I can seem to go for hours because I pray and then I read scripture and then I meditate on the scripture and then I go back to praying on what I've been meditating upon. And, and you know, God knows this. God understands this. Jesus so often explained different times of, you know, when the disciples asked him, how do I pray? Gave them the Our Father. Um, there's so many other times when he explained, you know, have this attitude, do this, do this, because he understands humanity. He understands how we think and feel, where we get in our emotions, how we have good times and bad times, how we have times when we're, say, living on the mountain and sometimes when we're living in the valley. And it's in the book of James where it talks about um, in chapter 5, the prayer of faith. And what's the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith is any prayer, any prayer where you just believe. It doesn't say how much faith you have to have, even though to have great faith would be wonderful. It just says just believe, just have that little bit of faith. Remember, the faith is small as a mustard seed, one dot. You've seen those mustard seeds in, in the mustard and yet if you open it up and spread it out on your hand, they're little dots. Jesus said, have that much faith and you can move a mountain. That much. So, you know, even if you have a smidgen of that much, you have some belief. And it's a belief not in ourselves, in God. So let's read James chapter 5, starting at verse 13. And the title up the top of that section says, The Prayer of Faith. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Then they give an example, a beautiful example. Elijah, who was a prophet back in the Old Testament, was a human being like us. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth yielded its harvest. If you've never read it, go read it. It is a beautiful story of the faith of Elijah, of the faith he had again, remember, not in his prayers, but in that when he petitioned and prayed to God, God would hear him and answer him. And God did. 
We need to be effective. It says someone who's righteous. Okay, I'm never righteous because I'm frail and I'm human and I make mistakes and I, you know, sin. I do sin. Don't want to, but I do. Or there's things that I do that aren't maybe quite right. I I get more angry than I should. I judge when I shouldn't. But the righteousness comes from our covering that Jesus puts over us. Remember, he has this beautiful picture of him being the eagle and we hide under his wings. Well, because of what Jesus did on the cross for us, he covers us with his righteousness. So we can stand before our God and be righteous in his sight because of what Jesus has done, the covering of Jesus upon us, his body and blood covered and poured out for us. And so our, fear, our prayers can be effective and powerful because of Jesus. And we can stand before the Father and we can pray. So if you're feeling low right now, go find someone that will pray for you. But maybe I don't have family and friends. You say, I don't have anyone in my life. You have the prayer wall. You have other people that you could possibly email. You have information even at the Catholic guy where you could email prayers in. Because we pray. We pray for every prayer that comes through. The media, through our doors, written down, wherever it comes, we have a team that prays for your needs. It never goes unread or unheard. And if just if, if something got missed, God sees your prayer. You're praying, writing it down, you know, typing it out. You're praying on your behalf for yourself, for your needs, for others. Because we don't always just pray for us, we're praying for others. So if you're suffering, pray. Say anything. Lord, I'm suffering, I'm in need, I need help. That's prayer. If things have gone well and you're cheerful, then praise the Lord. Thank him. Thank him for all things. Thank him for him. Thank him for his righteousness that he has covered us with his righteousness. Thank you for his life that he's given us. If you're sick, go call upon the elders. Now, a lot of churches, they actually have um, a sick, a prayers of the sick night or day or time when people can come and they get anointed with the holy oils. And I wish sometimes this would occur more regularly because many of us are sick. Even not just physically sick, mentally sick, spiritually sick. But if there's no one there, then go find someone in your parish, in your church, in your community that would pray for you. I may not have holy oil, but I can pray over you. I can ask the Lord to come and heal. Because it states... The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. That's what reconciliation is. It's a prayer of faith. It's saying, Lord, I believe I'm not doing well right now. There's these areas of my life where I've been failing or I fail all the time. I need your strength. I need your grace and I need your forgiveness. It's just stating who you are. And so it's, it's reconciliation is a prayer of faith to be reconciled to God once again. Now, I can do it in the privacy of my room. But when you go and um, 
the priest or the pastor um, or the minister prays with you, they're standing in for Jesus. They're not Jesus. They're standing in for Jesus, but they're also standing in for the church community because we've basically ostracized ourselves from the community even by doing wrong. It's to reconcile ourselves back. But don't let that stop you. If you cannot get there, do it in the privacy of your room. Jesus hears. Jesus knows. But if you can go find someone, because having two builds you up. It states, you know, two are stronger than one. Because if one falls, the other will lift you up. And then a rope, a rope of three cords is stronger again because we have me, my neighbour, could be a church person, could be someone in my life that I know that's a Christian, and God. And a rope of three is not easily broken, states in the Old Testament. So why don't we right now, as best as we can, because we're righteous before the Lord, make our prayers powerful and effective for all those who are suffering, for all those who um, are sick and in need of the living Saviour. And then we're going to end with praise because our God, our God is with us and our God saves us and redeems us and forgives us. So let us begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. O loving Father, you sent your Son out of love for us to save us. So we stand under his wings like, an, like the eagle spreading his wings over his young. We are children of God. We stand before you, O Lord, heads lifted high, asking for help, asking for those who are suffering. I can just think of right now, Lord, those suffering in the war-torn countries, those families, those friends, those loved ones, all suffering, Lord, those children, innocent children, innocent people, Lord, all because of some. Lord God, we ask you to come and relieve their suffering. Come, O oh Lord Jesus, into their lives right now. Lord, save them. Save them for eternal life. And save them for those that you, I know you can, Lord, in the physical life. Lord Jesus, we ask you to come for those who are sick, who have cancer, who have mental issues, who have emotional issues, who have physical issues, whatever it could be, Lord, that you would come and heal, that you would be the healer. Send your saving grace to them. But most importantly, heal them on the inside, in their spirits, so that they can come to truly know you and live with you forever. And Lord, we place all of our needs and all of our loved ones' needs and all of our friends' needs and all of the world's needs at your feet. For you are seated on the throne. You are still Lord and King. And because you are Lord and King, we praise you. 
we adore you. We glorify you. We honor you. Lord God, help us remember this. Send us your grace. Your grace to speak the words of love and honor to you. It is only you. You first loved us. That's why we love. Show us how to love more. Love you more. Love our fellow man more. Because you do ask us to love the Lord your God with your whole heart, soul, mind and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. So may I love myself too, Lord. Because then I'll love my neighbor more. But may I love you, O God, with my whole heart and soul and mind and strength. Send me that love so that I can pour it out to you and to others. And we ask all of this in the mighty name of the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. So if you don't know how to pray, just pick a part in the Bible and pray it. Just read read a parable, read a story, read something that can encourage and inspire you to turn to God. Because prayer is just turning your face to him, being in his presence, allowing his presence to be in you. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you again next week.